episode of the Purple Pill Podcast. I'm your host, Robert. This is my co-host, Darren, in LA. This is episode 87 of the Purple Pill Podcast. We've been off for a couple weeks, um, but how have you guys been since then? How long has it been? Two, Two three weeks? weeks now? Jesus, I can't remember. Since we came back from Vegas? I think we did one after we got back from Vegas. Um, and then it was birthdays. Birthday season. Birthday season. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah. Been good. Been blessed. Got another year older. I feel fantastic. Yeah, I don't even think we've been on since your birthday. Now think about it. I'm it's almost been two weeks. I'm 29. Oh, three weeks. You're right. Three weeks. Our last episode was on the 19th. Yeah. That's well. Two weeks. It was right after my right before my birthday. There you go. Peace. Uh, um, my memory's gone now, there. What are you talking? Same here. Same here. All right. Well, uh, we gotta right. go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, life been good over here. That's all I was gonna say. That's good. That's good. Well, we got a lot of topics that we gotta get through today, guys. So we're gonna start with the first one. Um, our first one is with Don Lemon. Uh, the video is titled uh, Don Lemon tells royal commentator Hillary Hordwich the royal family should pay reparations uh, and he immediately regrets it. So let's go ahead and check this out. It's, all of this wealth and you hear about it comes as England is facing rising costs of living, a living crisis, austerity budget cuts and so on. And then you have the, those who are asking uh, for reparations for colonialism and they're wondering you know 100 billion dollars 24 billion dollars here and there 500 million there some people want to be paid back and uh, and members of the public are wondering why are we suffering when you are you know you have all of this vast wealth those are legitimate concerns well i think you're right about reparations in terms of if people want it though what they need to do is you always need to go back to the beginning of a supply chain where was the beginning of the supply chain that was in Africa, and when across the entire world, when the slavery was taking place, which was the first nation in the world that abolished sla- uh, slavery? The first nation in the world to abolish it. It was started by William Wilberforce, was the British. In, in Great Britain, they abolished slavery. 2,000 naval men died on the high seas trying to stop slavery. Why? Because the African kings were rounding up their own people. They had them on cages, waiting in the beaches. No one was running into Africa to get them. And I think you're totally right. If reparations need to be paid, we need to go right back to the beginning of that supply chain and say, who was rounding up their own people and having them handcuffed in cages? Absolutely, that's where they should start. And maybe, I don't know, the descendants of those families where they died in the high seas trying to stop the slavery, that those families should receive something too, I think, at the same time. It's an interesting discussion, Hillary. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. We'll continue to, to discuss in the future. So remember the impact of the supply, the supply chain crisis on the economy during. What was that? <laughs> what was that? I thought that was pretty funny. She said we should take it back to the people who were rounding up their own people. Wow. Is she wrong? Is she wrong? What? What do you mean, is she wrong? Is she wrong? Do you think that we should go back and attack the African uh, descendants and have the African descendants pay reparations before we have the white people pay reparations? I I think that, and maybe my viewpoint is jaded, but I feel as though when, when servitude was being done, uh, it it wasn't necessarily thought that, oh, this person would be a slave, like have no rights, be beaten, blah, 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 like that. But like slavery was accepted back in those days as like, you're like a, like a stable hand and like you pay off a debt for five years doing this work to me and then you're, you're, you're freed. But like the slavery that was done in the, America's was not necessarily that kind of slavery. So 
saying that people were rounded up and sold on beaches and cages is a little outlandish to me when those African kings were giving away warriors and, you know, people of skilled talents for services and traded goods because they thought that's what they were doing in some cases. But the way in which she worded it was a bit aggressive and a different point of view that I've I've seen, but I don't uh, I don't necessarily agree with. I agree. I agree that I, I agree that I I agree with LA. Uh, I don't really agree with it. When I first watched it, I was like, she, she, uh, she's a, uh, she's just moving. She's just moving. The, she's moving this goalpost somewhere else. No, uh, <laughs> I get it. Like, I get it. What she's saying is not. It's not necessarily wrong. Yes, if these people had said no, get out of Africa. Like we're not going to give you anybody. Slavery would have been a little, I don't know, more frowned upon, I guess. But I think these people were misled into into this agreement. Because, like, if you look in, like, the Judeo-Christian or the Arabic religions, like, servitude, you know, indentured servitude, or whatever you want to call it, being a slave, was not frowned upon like these were things that had rules and regulations and that people openly and frequently did but it was quickly changed i don't want to say quickly changed but it it became a different tune when it was brought to america is all i'm saying now i don't know about british history and what they're servitude and indentured servitude was but in the americas it was definitely not what was historically done in my opinion yeah because essentially what she just said for the america american term was at least one part of it was if what about all those people who died in the union the union so you know army versus the confederates why uh, would all those families should they get paid too? That's essentially what the back part of what she said. Um, that makes sense to me. Shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that makes sense to me. That part I agree with. I don't know, Darren. The Union Army was also very segregated. But these people fought for it, right? So I yeah, mean, but you, you fought. You fighting by, side by side when you call me a nigger on the side. Mm, but I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. Like, if, if you fought for something and laid your life down, regardless of how you felt, you, you still you still did that service, right? Facts. You should get paid. You should you should receive something. I agree. So we got to share with you think families. So let me ask you this question. Because ultimately, it did go like this, too. It went like, People who were in the union lost their son, who had a kid maybe before he left, but they lost their son in the in the in the uh, the Civil War. Uh, they became racist because they lost their son because they see black people as damn. My people like my son died for you, right? So they teach their grandson that da da da. They grow up to be racist. Now that family that's racist today, from that moment. Do they deserve reparations? Hold on, Aaron. Before we answer that, your camera's shaking a lot. Do they deserve reparations for their son dying and being racist? There's, uh, they, they what if they weren't racist until they realized they they lost their son because of the war to free black people? I be, the whole the whole way that the armed forces deals with things like that is a whole different conversation for me but i think reparations is given to a group of people who have been wronged right i agree with that now in that strict definition i say if you are serving your country 
and you're going out and doing whatever you have to do to serve your country. If you're serving your country by going out and you happen to pass, your country should take care of you and those who you're taking care of, right? Is that reparations? No. So to answer the question, no. They do not get reparations. And that's it. I think I agree with you. This is a tough topic, though. I will say that. When people are playing... Now, what about people like me who have never been involved in slavery but are black in America? Do I get a check? How no. how are you not involved in it? I'm from Africa. My people, my people are royalty in Africa. Then you say your people... Uh... They're descendants of free slaves. All right, then. Wait, were you free? Were you free before this, or were you like a slave before? Were you a slave, or were you a free black man? That's two Ooh. different things. Were you like, okay, slavery still going on, but I'm black, I'm getting out this country, or like you, like you, somebody in your family bought their freedom early on? I'm saying, <laughs> right now, as a third generation survivor of a free slave who went to Liberia and started his generational his his family, do I get reparations? Does a free what does a free slave mean? How did he free himself? That's the uh, how did he how did the, the so they, during the Civil War they yes, yes, they, yes, they, they get reparations. They they allowed, get reparations. Hold on, hold on. They allowed the free slaves to leave Africa, right? And they created Liberia. Now you're saying that everybody in Liberia gets reparations. Are you, I thought we were talking about America. Why why so in America and Liberia, we have to trace down everybody's roots. See, here's the problem with that. Here's the problem with that. The people that moved out will have the hardest time getting their money from the country that they left. What if they can prove that their great-great-grandfather was a slave who left? Try suing the whole country when the rest of the people won in the country. So how would you prove in America <laughs> that you're... That your great 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 grandfather was a American slave. How you can you prove get that? back on the soil? You get back on the soil immediately. So just because you're on this soil, what if you're Ethiopian? How can you prove LA. that? La, La. I'm telling you straight <laughs> up. I'm telling you straight up. That's how the American government will look at it. They're just good as long as you're black and in America, you get reparations. Do you think they're going to go out and hunt people down in other countries to pay them? I'm not saying, I'm not saying hunt, but like, what if I was on vacation in Liberia and I was like, oh shit, I want to apply for this reparations. I can't get it. You're, you're still a citizen. What if my cousin, who's uh, a Liberian, wants to get it too? No, we I don't know what to tell your cousin, bro. You got to split it with no. your other cousins. That <laughs> got it here. No, I don't know that's what, what you told to tell you. No. <laughs> like your whole family. Look, bro, another whole side of your family is getting it. Somebody can break you up unless you just addict to your whole family. And I don't know I'm what not, to tell you. I'm changing my phone number. <laughs> that's funny. Oh man. Okay. Uh, yeah. That's, that's a good conversation to have. Because right? like how how would that even work? Easily? Reparations is something that people have been talking for for a long time and it's I don't know how it would ever work, but I, I, I ain't fighting it for newcom. I'm gonna be the first person to be like, sign me up. All right, if it's right. All right. All right. Well, we got Halloween right around the corner, uh, so we have haunted houses coming back. So that's what our next video is going to be about. Information about me is I usually I have never gone through a haunted house by myself. I, I just, oh, okay, oh, uh, mm, mm. oh, no. okay, okay, I was expecting that one, okay, I'm going, okay, Okay, see now. <laughs> okay. We have, we got, how, how much longer do we have to do this? Lena, it's only about 20 minutes, 22 minutes left. You got this. How, how, long, how long have I been doing this? 
No, we have 20, we have 15 minutes left in the show. <laughs> I'd love to see Lena making new. She don't curse. She don't curse on live TV. She don't lose her job. They set this black woman out. Someone they set this black woman up. Someone described this as the dating scene. This is like, get out. Take some deep breaths. I just, as long as nobody else... Okay. She's good with that. <laughs> Help you out. There's someone behind you. Just us. Just to let us know you're okay, all right? Thanks, Lena. Good job. All right. They did that black girl wrong. She, they, 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 that's messed up. They did her dirty. They, they wanted her to lose her job that day. They said, oh, Jesus. <laughs> that's, that's good fun, though. That's, that's clean fun. I like so sorry for her. I feel so sorry for her. Oh man, you could, I couldn't keep my composure on TV. <laughs> Yo, I, she had. I, I didn't know what she was seeing, but she was shook when <laughs> when them niggas came up and started saying. <laughs> right, that's why I, I couldn't do it. I ain't gonna lie. I'd be the first person to be like, no, I'm not signing up for this. So I'm not. I'm good. That was funny. Happy now, Halloween to Happy Halloween. Now, uh, to continue with, um, well, this is, I don't know what this is, but this is a discussion um, from Jordan Peterson on why Hitler is more evil than you think. Okay. That's our next video. So here's what you should have done if you were a Nazi and you wanted to win the war. So here's what you should have done if you were a Nazi and you wanted to win the war. You should have oh. enslaved the Jews and the gypsies and had them work, right? You had the, should have had them work for the benefit of the victory. And then if you wanted to, you liquidate them afterwards. That's the logical thing to do if you want to win. And we assume that Hitler wanted to win. But that's not a very intelligent assumption. Why would you assume that? He wasn't exactly a good guy. So why should we assume that he was aiming at the good that he was promoting, even in his own terms? You certainly don't devote a substantial proportion of your war resources while you're losing to accelerate the rate at which the extermination is taking place. Because that's a bit counterproductive, unless what you're aiming at is the maximum possible mayhem in the shortest period of time. If you can't figure out what someone's doing or why, look at the outcome and infer the motivation. If it produces mayhem, perhaps it was aiming at mayhem. So here's what you should have done. Those are big logic jumps, but I, I can get it. You think? I mean, I remember um, I, I learned in high school, my uh, one of our um, social studies history teachers, basically not in that exact same way, but basically said the same thing. If Hitler really wanted to win, he would have put more resources uh to the war once he saw that he was losing instead of trying to make the war go on longer he put all his resources to more killing more jews that is true that's that's, that's true. once he found out he was losing right he when, could have yeah. possibly turned the war around or even held it off uh held them off for a longer period of time but he said f it and said we're just going to try to kill as much Jew jewish people as we can because I, I know we're going to lose but it was pretty much that. We remember why, what the turning point was, right? Uh, Normandy, if you ask me. It was when they overextended and into Russia, and they lost a great amount of their troops, right? They had the fight on both sides of their country. Yeah. yeah. So, so once they lost in Russia and they lost half of their forces, at that point, what they did was they just. They already knew it was a wrap, so they just continued murdering the people they were murdering, hiding all the secrets that they were hiding, and people were defecting left and right at that point. They couldn't, they couldn't 
communicate to the front lines effectively anymore, you know? But I mean, it's, it's not wrong. I, I agree. It's not with wrong. That's, that's yeah, ultimately, I feel, I feel the same way. It's not wrong. It's, um, it might be, yeah. It's because it's, ultimately, that's what you do, even in this, the war that we were just talking about, the Civil War, for example. Uh, both sides have black people fighting on it. If you were a free slave and you still want to fight to free everybody else, you jumped in the Union Army. No. Confederate, they, no. they, they made you fight. It, it makes sense, though. Like, if, if, if they had the resources at that point where they were already losing the war, if they had the foresight to turn those people they were killing and enslave them or make them work or whatever, join the army, that would have been, I wonder what would have happened. I wonder where the world would have been now. There's no way they're going to give the Jewish people guns. I mean, you don't need to, right? You just have human walls, human shields. Like, what what, what are the Allies going to do? Massacre these people? Sure, do it. We're going to do it anyway. Right? I mean, by all means, I'm not saying this is right. You're just saying that's what Hitler could easily thought. But, like, if, if we think about it, like... Oh, you're gonna bomb these people? Go ahead. If not, we're gonna shoot through them to shoot you. Honest you. In the grand scheme of the whole war, that even the allies probably will still shot through. I'm gonna be 100 percent honest. You think so? You think they would have looked at you, unarmed people running for their lives and just mowed them down? This it sounds so terrible. It this sounds terrible. I feel like this is not something it, that we should talk about. But uh fair. But ultimately, nobody ever wants to see this world go back to a world war. Like, right. I don't I don't even think our generation can ever, like, grasp until we possibly have to live through it what a world war really means to the world. It like, wouldn't more than 30 it, seconds. Because there's two, because how did the last one end? They wouldn't last Exactly, exactly. How the last one ended is exactly how the last one would start and end. Like that is that's the problem with it, and um, yeah, yeah, nah, nah. I'm just gonna leave it at that. It's crazy, but what the man was saying about how he was he just wanted to like massacre people wasn't wasn't that his mo though as well? Like he blamed them for all the issues in the world, and he wanted to start his own Aryan race and everything like. The man did have a plan, and he did stick to it. And yeah, but I, can see I think that. we were we were also told the problem is that we were also told that he wanted to conquer the world. I don't I don't remember that, but maybe. But that's how it looked. He took it's country by country by country. He just kept taking countries over there. I think he was trying to make an uh, empire. I forget what it was called again. Something empire, right? The Aryan Empire. The Aryan Empire, the Third Reich, or something like that. He was trying to combine like the old Germanic countries together. I can't remember which ones, but yeah, it was crazy. I definitely, I can't imagine like like just going somewhere and whole lineage is just gone because of one one petty group of people. Savage. That man was that was that. Who? I, can you imagine like? Just people being like, you know, because your last name is X Y Z, like you're about to get wiped out. Like, how does that make sense to someone? Every time I see a movie on this shit, I just be like, bro, this. Honestly, I just be like, turn this shit off at this point. It's just, it's crazy. Like, I don't care what movie I see. Schindler's List. Schindler's List. Um. I can name multiple, but it's just like, yo, this is not normal. This is not something. Last, last question I have on this topic. It would, I don't want to say would you have rather, but which one, which seems more inhumane, the genocide, the evisceration of a people, or slavery, the generational enslavement that was happening in America specifically? 
which uh, one I is i don't think you should even compare those things i'm just saying which conceptually wise is i'm not saying the holocaust I'm just saying, that's the case you might as well throw the native americans in there i'm just saying genocide in general go ahead add the native americans in there generational slavery or genocide which one is the worst of the two evils i think that's a weird i think that i don't think that's even like an argument that no. needs to be had because they're both oh, such mean, horrific are... things that oh, that have oh, repercussions today. Answer, That's the fucked up thing about it. It's slavery. You think slavery is? I think it's slavery. Yeah, because that's the only one that's still really and I, I, I to me that like you can see like it's pushed in the media. You seen Black Lives Matter. You've seen what the what happened in 2010s in general with how many deaths we've seen by the hands of cops that you make it has to paint something to your head so i not not to say that those things didn't happen it's just not in our, in your perception every day if that makes sense Nobody talks just, to you about Hitler every day. Nobody talks to you about World War II or anything about that every day. But you, you're going to hear or feel or do something. And maybe that's just the terms of being Black in America. I, I don't know. Because, hmm. I mean, there was like what? There's what's going on in Israel, Jordan, Pakistan. What happened in Rwanda 20-some years ago? 30 some years ago, I guess now, you know, there's like you said with the Native Americans, there's genocide very recently. It's just so fucking weird how hate can still exist like that. It's very recent. And, very is it, is it weird? It's still, and it's still strong as fuck. We're talking about a war in 18 that ended in 1865. We're talking about Hitler who died in 1945. It's almost Allegedly. honestly, it's almost 100 years. Yeah, okay. Allegedly, the war ended then, but alleged like it's almost a hundred years, and the hate is just like crazy still out there. That's nuts. You think it's nuts? I think it's actually normal from what we've seen through history. I don't know. That's weird. That's just weird as fuck to me. All right, move on to a lighter topic. Um, when you guys said you went to Vegas and uh, was drinking these yard drinks. Uh, I think I found them on YouTube. This what is the, it. Was this the ones you were t you were drinking, LA? That was it. I was not drinking. We cleared it, filled it with alcohol again, shook it up, took it to the table, cleared it, brought it back, filled it up with alcohol, shook it up, put more juice in it, brought it back down to the tables, cleared it. It was a good time. That's lit. That's yeah. very lit. I just have my own little cup. <laughs> I thought I was equally as faded. I had a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I would highly recommend 21 and up. Good fact. Vegas is a good time. Vegas is a good time. I don't remember oh, so going people to sleep or waking up. Drink water if you're going to use that, though. That's Drink water truth. as well. By the time you get finished with that little blue top, finish. make sure you finish the bottle of water. That's when the tequila kick in that you already thought was kicking in. <laughs> I get your second gear. <laughs> well, we you you start hitting on twenties. <laughs> Double down on seventeens. Pow. <laughs> oh man. Do you feel lucky? Feel that is. Uh, All right. I love. I love uh, gambling now. <laughs> Not a problem. Didn't think that. Uh... So an Apple executive gets fired after making sexual joke about women in a viral video. We're gonna check that video right now. Ooh, good sir, your car's awesome. What do you do oh, for a living? <laughs> I rent cars, play golf, and fondle big-breasted women. <laughs> but I take weekends and major holidays off. Okay, that is quite the career. I'm looking to get into that. <laughs> Also, if you're interested, I got a hell of a dental plan. Okay. <laughs> you do it all. You do it all. Yeah. And you participate in this activity. <laughs> Thank you so much. You got fired for that? You can't say fondle, but aggressive woman. 
Where's that at? Right there. A top Apple executive is leaving the company after he was caught on camera joking how he fondles, quote, fondles big-breasted women for a living. Tony Blevins, Apple's vice president of procurement, blurted out the off-color comments after he was approached by a TikTok and Instagram creator, Daniel Mack, who is known for asking people in fancy cars what they do for a living. Has this, what he said. Da, da, da. Yep. That's a nice ass car, though. This says My question for the raunchy remarks in the statement to Bloomberg. I would like to take this opportunity to sincerely apologize to anyone who was affected by my mistaken attempt at humor. Belvin was with the company for 22 years and was one of about 30 executives to report directly to Apple CEO Tim Cook or COO Jeff Williams. Damn, he was there for 22 years. In a 20-second video, ruined him. Thanks. Now, my question to you guys are, is if you were a vice president of Apple, would you fondle big-breasted women? You would never know. Facts. <laughs> All right. <laughs> funny. I've learned my lesson. All right. Next, uh, I got a freestyle for you guys to listen to. I just want to get uh, see what you guys think of this, per se. Wishing a nigga would for my profession. As a lumberjack, I ask, that's no question. I'm blessed to eat with the gang, with the brethren. Y'all came in second, us, we just came for the seconds. Y'all top five taste dumb, finger licking on down. She get greasy, thumbing through this chicken, huh? Did I tell you? Like mama with the whip, I go crazy. But son, you niggas much different. Got full custody. Y'all stuck with me, you ain't gotta fuck with me. Just don't fuck with me, y'all got trust in me. They get fucked with me, and you got luck for me. That's enough, I feel complete, man, no man. Backup singers, what was happening? That's that's just the that's the squad, bro. That's the squad. That's how you're supposed to be when when people would jump on the freestyle. That was the freestyle. They just hit yeah. they hit the, the chorus perfectly on the freestyle. Yeah. Define freestyle for me. Is it off the top or is it something that you just figured out real quick? I don't know if this was really a freestyle, but this this was fire. I just wanted to know. Because uh, sometimes Technically, uh, a freestyle should be off the top of the head, but the way do, do the, these these new rappers are, they they definitely re, uh, pre-write this shit or use it from like an upcoming song, or it's definitely pre-written before they go up the, to the studio. Okay, I was just wondering because I remember when some people would say freestyle, they'd be like, "Lil Wayne's the best freestyle rapper." I'm like, he just said he just don't write. He don't freestyle. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. different. It's a big difference. Big difference. Definitely. Uh, yeah, I actually just saw a video about this where it was a little comedy skit. The dude was like, "You want me to, you want me to freestyle?" He's like, he did like two or three songs. He's like, "Nah, bro, you want you to freestyle?" It's like, oh, off the top of my head, he's like, "Think I'm about to embarrass myself for you and cost me money, <laughs> cost my me my money? Go you crazy? <laughs> right, crazy? That would make no sense." <laughs> Nowadays, I can't blame him, man. Everything is supposed to be a top notch image. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Uh all right. So this next video we can't show. Um, but it's about Antonio Brown. Um, apparently he started exposing himself, his naked body, to uh some other hotel guests at the whatever hotel or wherever he was staying at. In Dubai. And um, in, in Dubai, apparently. So let's check this out. I'm not showing it on YouTube. 
One more. Yeah. Another one. Do we have to watch this ourselves? Uh, I guess we don't technically have to. He's waterboarding her. He's giving her the longboard. Oh my god. So, the first thing I noticed when I watched this video was is this nigga swimming in socks? I I don't I I can't I can't talk for Antonio Brown. I'm sorry. I don't know what that man does anymore. That's the first thing you noticed was socks. You tripping, dog? You didn't notice that he was sexually assaulting the woman? Yeah, he was. He definitely did that. But he's Antonio oh, Brown. He won a Super Bowl. He thinks he can do those things. Oh, one day this is all gonna catch up on. I would not do this in another country, let alone America. Let's be put like that. Man, won a Super Bowl and started acting up. It's funny. It's funny as shit, too, because uh, Ryan Clark said, he told the Pittsburgh Steelers, if you pay this man, he's going to start acting a fool. You should not pay him. He's the biggest he won't, he won't fool out there. know how to act. He needs the biggest fool out there now. On to a lighter note. Um, here's a funny video of an encounter with some police officers. Hello. It does sound pretty good. Yeah. We'll have to go to another location. Yeah, we can probably hit Battle Creek. There we go. That's funny. Yeah, we can do that. We'll go to Battle Creek. Yeah. I like those mushroom twists. Hello. Are we, the spicy are, are we not being verbal? Yeah. That mushroom twist does sound We're really good. We're just trying to have a conversation. Oh, We're not trying to yell at you guys. I do like the crunch wrap supreme. Oh, yeah. I, I like the uh, cheesy bean and rice too. <laughs> I like the burrito supreme. It's 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 good. Are way. you five bucks for the really? It must be that sour cream. Yeah, that must be the nice sour cream. Yeah. Sour cream. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I always add extra sour cream so that puts it over fat out. Yeah, really it does. Mm-hmm. Just for one simple burrito that I can make at home for like fifty cents. Right, right. Crazy. It is crazy. Totally insane. Gentlemen. Can we can we have a conversation about what's going on? I still at least want to have a talk with you. At least the sound is not not that music over there. It is, yeah, it is nice. That way we don't have to mute our, our volume. Right. I was worried about that at first, but it didn't travel this far. I was worried that the music was going to travel over here, but it didn't. <laughs> what is happening? So exactly. Like they won't talk to me. <laughs> it's not yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. Why were they even talking to them? Well, we want we can't know. They never <laughs> had the conversation with Mel. <laughs> they never had the conversation with them. There's so many unanswered questions. Like this is the smart thing to do. So, my biggest question from this is, do you guys get extra sour cream at Taco Bell? Uh, no. I really rarely eat there. Exactly. You bro. should try getting, like, extra, like, nacho cheese or sour cream on it. It makes a complete difference. Okay. I'll remember that next time I go. Sure. Nah, I need to get that. I thought that was, I thought the video was hilarious. Uh, if they were black, though, she would definitely shot him. You think so? Definitely. She wouldn't be all polite and shit. Hey, 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 you there? I'm just having a football or LeBron conversation. <laughs> I think Michael better. I think LeBron better, bro. You tripping. All right. So our next video is of a campaign ad. What? We'll see what. Let's. I'm gonna see what you guys think of this campaign ad. Violent crime is surging in Louisiana. Local leaders blame the police. I blame the criminals. A mom should not have to look over her shoulder when she's pumping gas. I voted against the early release of violent crimes, and I oppose defunding the police. Look, if you hate cops just because of cops, the next time you get in trouble, 
I'm John Kidd, huh. and I approve this message. What? Call a crackhead. That's the best line they could come up with. He could have said a gang member or something. I don't know. Something better. Than Call crackhead. a crackhead. Call you want to be from the police? He could have said anything else. He's, he said crackhead. <laughs> Call the crackhead. I wonder how many votes he's got. He got my vote. Shit. I ain't calling no Graham Craighead. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, vote, I voted for you, Mr. Kennedy. <laughs> I so do believe you. <laughs> oh, man. Remember that. It's like, what do you do the first time you see that and you actually legitimately got to vote? Yeah. He's already in Congress. That's funny. Yeah, he's a senator, yeah. He's already there. He's already he's already doing this shit. He's already affecting our lives. Look at that. This is depressing. Oh man. That's America. I needed that good laugh. Alright. Our next video, um, it's a long video, but we're gonna keep it short so we can have the discussion ourselves. Um, it's a high school exchange student debate um, from 1956, and their, de their debate topic is prejudice. Welcome to our forum discussion on the roots of prejudice. All four participants in today's discussion are high school students from Africa. Let me introduce them to you now. First, from the Gold Coast is 18-year-old Alfred Bannerman. We call him Nini. It all started, Nini tells us, when he was born. He looked like a little old man. And Nini is a term of respect for an old man. We still call him Nini, and he considers it a term of respect. From Nigeria, Mohamedou Limat, 18 years old. From the Union of South Africa, Dix Lobger. Dix, well, you should see him do the rock and roll. From Ethiopia, 17-year-old Nabiet Tafari. It was Nabiot's suggestion that we start this discussion with a prayer in case there should be violence later. What you heard was Nabiot from Ethiopia giving a prayer in the Gies language. He's a cop by religion, Amhara by race, Hebrew in origin, and an African since he's been to America. How should we start this discussion on prejudice? Uh, would it be unfair to ask each of you what your own prejudices are? How about you, Nabiot? Actually, I'm prejudiced against the Italians, and I have been prejudiced against the Mohammedans. Since I arrived here, I, I have developed some new prejudices. And uh, I never felt that I was a Negro till I came to this country. Why? Because my tutor in the monastery told me that uh, I was not a Negro, but I was a sunburned Hebrew. Uh, you mentioned that um, you have prejudices against Mohammedans. I am a Mohammedan, and... I have prejudices against Christians, too, in southern Nigeria. You said you have prejudices against Christians in southern Nigeria. Is that particularly... Like you need to make I'm a Christian myself, but I have no prejudice against Mohammedan. I rather prejudice against whites. Is he frozen? But why have you got prejudice? Is he frozen? Who? You. Can you mute your mic? Mute it? Yeah. Against the whites in the Gold Coast. Uh, I think it's a sort of this kind. Uh, at first, I was not prejudiced against whites anyway. I was prejudiced against fellow Africans because I had some opportunities which some of the Africans didn't get. I was brought up in a city. I lived the Western way. I dressed the Western style and I did everything Western. And so I was looking down upon fellow Africans who live in the villages and in the rural areas. As I developed, I started getting some political ideas, especially I'm very much interested in the problem in South Africa. You hear quite often about how the blacks are treated there, how everything goes on there. And for instance, everybody knows that we get good friendship and peace in the world through games like the Olympic Games and those kinds of games. But everybody knows that the team from the Union of South Africa has not got a single African, which means the people in South Africa think of themselves as superior beings. And this thing gives me more ideas just to be prejudiced and discriminated against the whites. And so I'd like you to explain to me some of the policies of the apartheid system mm. and the, the basic idea to the logical conclusion. Well, uh, in South Africa, 
one must realize this fact, overseas people especially, and that is that this is the first case in history that a, a white nation has settled itself in a black country. In the whole of Africa, there are 190 million Africans, 190 million uh, Negroes. Yes, yes. And in, South, in, in Southern Africa, there are almost 3 million white people. That means less than 3%. Now, in South Africa itself, the blacks outnumber the whites there by 4 to 1. In the States here, they outnumber the, the white people, outnumber the Negroes 8 to 1. For that reason, and for the reason, and for this fact, that one cannot nev ever draw uh, a parallel line between the Negroes in South Africa and the Negroes in the States. The Negroes in the States are far above the Negroes in South Africa as far as education and civilization goes. Now, the government's policy of apartheid, that policy, the guiding principle of this policy is to help the non-whites in South Africa to, to self-realization in their own territories and within their own communities so that they can uh, govern themselves. Gradually, they'll be giving more and more power to govern themselves. Now, that, that's what the guiding principle is, and that's what the white man in South Africa is doing. Yeah, but, uh, is, is this, let me make this point clear. You say they want the Africans to develop themselves. And so will you allow the Africans to get their own governments and their own representations? Or will you like to give them the rules and the laws by yourselves? No, we force them and do everything. We're not going to force them to do anything. No, the point is, I know that in South Africa, you have a government. Mm -hmm. And there is not a single African in the government. There are 9 million Africans as against 2 million whites. Why is it that there is not a single African in the government of South Africa? Well, there are nine, there are nine representatives for the... But, I mean, how can nine Englishmen or nine Europeans represent 9 million Africans? How can they know their problems and their ideas? These people are Africans. You believe in separateness. The Africans separate and the whites separate. Well, how then can it happen that uh, you get whites representing Africans I don't and think, that think is, they are separate? I don't think that is... Do you guys want to continue or do you guys want to talk? Yeah, either. Since the uh, people in the House of Representatives, do you call it that? That's right. Uh -huh, uh, they, they are supported by the taxes paid by the natives, aren't they? No, just a minute. There, you've gone altogether wrong. If the, see, if the South, if South Africa was to uh, subsist on the taxes that the Bantu in South Africa pay, then South Africa would drop just like that. Then, As, okay, on what do, is, do they support? What support them? What? The, the House of Representatives, all, all the people in the government. The That's the two and a half million white people that are, that, that are supporting themselves and the, the overwhelming black population. Twelve million black oh. people. It's that. What did you ask for a pause there? Uh, you can stop right there. They got him up against the rope. His answers ain't, ain't enough to be better. Am I wrong or am I right? Ellie, you gotta unmute yourself. I think he's just being forced to see it from a different perspective now. I think he believes what he has been told, but is now being forced to defend it and make it make sense. Very interesting. I'd like to watch more of this at some point. But... So, question. Is his point that the white people of South Africa are looking out for the best interests of the Africans? I don't think that's what he said, right? I think he said that they're letting them do whatever they want in their territories, but they're separate. But they're not civilized as people in the what people in the states or educated as. But I guess I, that's I, what he's getting to. That's what he said. I. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm definitely. I'm gonna finish finish this at some point. No, I. I yeah. I def definitely definitely watch the whole thing. The whole thing's really good. Um. Uh, we could even put a link to it in the uh, description of the YouTube channel, uh, just so you guys can ch uh, check it out for yourselves. Um, I, I think also, it's a great conversation to fully look into. I also thought it was funny, or not funny, but interesting, when he was saying that he is the other guy, I forget where he's from. Oh, I think it was interesting that he said he was biased or had prejudice against Mohammedists. 
and like the Mohammedists have prejudice against whoever they said they did. And then the Christian was like, I don't, I don't have prejudice against anyone. I'm like, ah, that's crazy. Look at that. Look at that. Why, why is hate amongst those two groups of people? Like the Hebrews and the Mohammedists, like Pakistan, Israel, all that good stuff over there, man. It's been, hap- it's been happening since forever. A lot to fight over over so, there. So my question to you, to you guys is, what are your prejudices? Honestly, I'm going to say this and tell me if I'm being wrong, but I have prejudices when it comes to driving. I think Somalians cannot drive. If I see them driving, I try my best to get out the way because I, I swear to God, they just can't drive. I, I think mean, that's my biggest one. Is that a prejudice or is that just facts? Because I, I think the same thing. I think it's prejudice because I, it's a assumption made by race, right? They can't drive though. <laughs> like, like, I'm not, I'm not being mean when I say this. Like I'm not. Like I worked with multiple Somalians, and whenever they tried to like diss us, it would be like the ultimate comeback to be like, "Well, y'all can't drive," and they, it was the ultimate like, "Okay, you won. All right, we're done. We're done here." Like go, everybody go back to work. You you won this one, because it was it's it's they know it. It's not it's not they like they don't. It's not like they don't know it. And I'm not you know they know it. Do. Like I'm prejudiced against everybody driving now. Nobody uses their blinker, so fuck every. I, I'm prejudiced against drivers in general, to be hundred percent honest with you. When I see somebody who's a good driver on the road, I'm ecstatic. Like you should see, like it's like a sunshiny day all of a sudden. I'd be like, oh, like, you I can see, the second I see five people all in the same turn lane with me, not using their blinker, yeah, I'm probably, I just don't like driving. Nobody knows how to drive to me. All right, I'm also prejudiced against non-Asian doctors. If you're not an Asian, I don't want you as my doctor. I'm sorry. I feel like we went to school together. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that one. That's crazy. That makes sense. Oh, snap. I need an Asian doctor. That means Indian, Chinese, Japanese. I'll take it all, but I need Asian. <laughs> oh, man. Darren, okay. tell me some of your prejudices. I, I just three drivers. I don't like drivers at all, bro. I'm being serious. We're talking about race. Man, I love people, but I hate drivers. Drivers suck. All right. Uh, I was, I was trying race? to think. Yeah, that's that's what prejudice usually means for the most part. Um, I mean, ultimately, white people corny, but they know they corny. So it's <laughs> like these these aren't things that the, that people don't know that they are. Like so, to me, it's not prejudice. They know they corny. Like it's hard to find somebody who's legitimately funny. Like. Like telling you a joke face to face. Like Jack I'm prejudiced against left-handed people because they can normally use both hands, and I'm jealous. I don't like left-handed people either. I'm jealous. That's both of y'all. I'm left-handed. Trevor left-handed. I hope Trevor hears this. I'm left-handed. This explains. I hope you see both of these. I can't use both hands to be real. It's irritating. I can't use my left hand to save my life. I actually write more neater with my right. I just don't. It takes too much time. You remember scary movie? I think two. Use my strong, get, take my strong hand. <laughs> That's how I am. I'd be like, this is my left hand. Take my strong hand. No, give me the other one. <laughs> no, this is my strong hand. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to die. That's twelve. <laughs> that might be a little too old for you, Rob. I don't know. I've seen Scary Movie too. Okay. Where he puts his hand, his bad hand all up in the food and shit. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> yeah. Uh... Yeah. Oh, I would have fought him. I swear. Every time I watch that scene, the way uh, the Wayne's brothers' characters get up from that table, I swear I would have stomped him out. Like, bro, you know how far we drove? Ain't no Uber East driver coming out this way, (laughs) but oh man, I'm about to get movie again. That movie was hilarious. So, um. Our next video apparently sets white people back 50 years. Uh-oh. The video is titled. Oh, that's not gonna, honey, that's not gonna read. Oh. 
Oh, what is she doing? No, she's not. No, 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 no. <laughs> no she said it on <laughs> Why is she so afraid to get so close? Okay, here we go. She got it. She got it on the right side this time. Oh, this probably used to the Costco one. Oh, the Costco one's full? Yeah. Oh, this is funny. <laughs> okay, there you go. Here we go. She's got it. Where is she going? She's I realize it's not on that side. <laughs> what do you say? Oh, there she found the gas tank. Tight. <laughs> I mean, it's on the correct That's side. That's the right side. That's the correct side. She's got the gas tank. Oh, she's so she far. Uh, yes, 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 yes. Okay. okay. She's way closer. Oh. Okay, she has it. She literally had it encircled around. <laughs> Guys, judging her so hard. <laughs> Is it the worker? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whatever she was going to, she's late as shit. Oh my god, bro! I don't know. I, I all you can do is do the same thing these people did. It was record and have like your own com <laughs> like commentation. Like that is nuts. Like has she never seen people pump gas before? <laughs> I guess not. That's comedy. That's funny to me, man. That's comedy. Oh, man. Uh, let's do that one. The Michael Jackson one? Sure. Fuck. I didn't mean to do that. All right. So our next video is Michael Jackson's quote-unquote real voice. This is going to be our last video. So let's go on to the king of pop. Damn, is is he is he is he is he the, the goat? I don't think Beethoven can touch this nigga. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't think Beethoven can touch this nigga. You see the nigga suit? He different. Do you see the nigga suit, Rob? Yeah, he's different. Come on, Drake, Drake want to be Michael so bad. Damn. He tried it. He 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 really did. He want to be Michael so bad. What Michael get this shit going? <laughs> Drake might be have more hits than the Beatles, but he ain't got more hits than Michael. Did you did you think? That it would be his voice would be like that. Uh, do you think that's his real voice, or you think he was just talking deeper? I mean, you you know when he was over there dancing for forty minutes, he's not gonna do that. Oh my God, voice! That nigga said, "Take a look, you will see." Then hit that high note I can't hit. So you yeah, think he's I just think... off her image? You know, there's a podcast that I was when we was driving from San Diego to Ohio. Dude was like, "Yeah, bro, I grew up with Michael. I grew up with. I know, I know Michael, bro. He, he like he a GD, bro. I was like, what? <laughs> it's like what? It's like nah, bro. He really about that life. Like those are real gangsters in that music video. Like those ain't those ain't like just like gangsters. Those are gangsters. Like those are real like real niggas that he knows. He knew them niggas, and he didn't just go up to him like, hey, what's up, man? Nah, he went up to him like, what's good? Like, <laughs> Right. About smooth I wish I could find that podcast. Like, I asked my brother about that shit because it just, like, it was one of those things that you just forgot what you was doing and you just listened to this shit. Is that, is that the music video you're talking about, Smooth Criminal? Uh, I don't think it was Smooth Criminal that had the gang members in it. I forgot which one it was. I think it's on bad. I could be wrong. Ooh, yeah. All right. Well, that's another episode of the Purple Pill Podcast. Thank you guys for watching. Make sure you comment, 
um, and subscribe down below. This was episode 87. We'll see y'all again next week. Peace out. I, 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 found, the, I found the video there. Which uh, one? It's private. Which one? They got a picture of Michael throwing up Crip with real gangsters, yeah, man. Yeah, bro. He's, he's, bro, I'm telling you, he's really, he was really about, bro, the way dude was telling it on the podcast, even I had to believe it. It was one of those, like, dang, I, damn, I did not know this. Darren, time but, out, time out, time but, out. Let's slow down. But We're still recording. But if I'm being honest with you, even Chris Tucker has, like, times where he was like, yeah, like, that's not. <laughs> time out. We're still recording, by the way. Um, yeah. Stop! Stop the presses. You telling me you wouldn't let Michael Jackson in your game? Who said that? I'm just saying. Nobody's saying is not going to let Michael Jackson in their game. That's all I'm saying. The problem is, gang gangs now they would try to uh, six nine Michael Jackson. Have sex with his girlfriend? No. I was gonna say extort. Oh, <laughs> like what? <laughs> oh snap! Well, that's a good note to end on. See y'all next week. Peace out.